the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Flowers. Back here at Wayne State University, the first game of the year on the CHSL Game of the Week that is hosted here at the lovely Wayne State University in downtown Detroit. And Kadarius, we're up here in the press box uh, on top of the stadium here on the second level of a two-level press box. And, and I got to tell you, this view might be one of the best views to watch a football game in the entire state of Michigan, high school, college, pro, it doesn't matter. We've got the Wayne State Athletic Facilities on the other side of the field as well as the rest of the campus. And off to the horizon down the right, we could see Ford Field, uh, Comerica Park, and the rest of downtown Detroit, the skyline. This is a great place to take in a game. A thousand percent. And it was kind of the same way when we were at LTU. It was a beautiful scenery, everything, yeah, for sure. So let's take a look at the rosters for each of these teams. When you look down the lineup sheet, Kadarius, who are the guys that stick out? We'll start with with St. Mary's. One or two guys that you think we're going to say their name a lot tonight. Um, One person I'm really thinking is Skylar Bonner. He's their linebacker slash running back, and he gets after. He has five tackles for loss this year and 34 tackles. 34 tackles through four games is quite a lot. And then for De La Salle, obviously – we're going to mention names like Brady Drogosh at the quarterback position. Who else do you like for the Pilots? One big person I'm really looking at all day is Mason Moragan. He's coming off that edge, and whoever that tackle is over the top of him, they need to make sure that they're blocking great today. They might need to slide some protection to him, double him, maybe chip a running back, anything, because the last game I seen this man play, he had three sacks, and it almost seemingly came back to back to back. Two defensive players to look out for tonight from Kadarius Flowers. We'll take one final break, and then after that, it's kickoff on the Catholic League Game of the Week here on The Patriot. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. You get better rates, access to free financial education, and personalized service with nearly 30,000 surcharge-free ATMs, a first-rate mobile app, and several convenient locations You manage your money when you want and how you want. Apply online at AllianceCatholic.com and improve your financial future today. 
That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Hi, this is Daryl Wood. You're listening to CHSL Football. See you Monday. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Wayne State Hall of Famer Josh Rennell this Saturday for Wayne State Football versus Grand Valley State right here on the Patriot. Pre-game show against the arch rivals start at 5.30 p.m. from Tom Adams Field. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on the Patriot. Charlie Kirk explains what the priority should be with a GOP majority. What do you think we will learn if we're able to get a Republican majority? If we get a Republican majority, we will, the grassroots, this program, War Room, Tucker, the number one priority will be oversight, investigation, oversight, investigation, oversight, investigation. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the Michigan Association of Broadcasters award-winning CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult and even kids treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. This is the CHSL Game of the Week. Let's take it down to the field for today's kickoff. Hear the crowd roar. The national anthem is done. We're ready here at Tom Adams Field from the campus of Wayne State University for De La Salle and Orchard Lake St. Mary's here on our CHSL Game of the Week. I'm Brendan Shabath. Joining alongside me for the rest of the night is Kadarius Flowers. We thank all of you for tuning in, tuning in here on the Patriots St. Mary's will be in their road white uniforms with gray pants and a red stripe to couple with the red helmets with the white stripe down the middle. De La Salle in their classic purple home uniforms, jersey and pants, as well as yellow lettering and numbering with the white helmets and the numbers on the side with the purple stripe down the middle. And I think one big thing you said was the classic, the purple and yellow, the classic for sure. Locally in the, in the southeast part of Michigan, those colors and, and that logo have really grown, especially in the athletic world, as, you know, very recognizable with, with how much, you know, people who don't really follow high school football have probably turned on their TVs and seen the purple and gold at Ford Field, you know, the past couple of years. It's a, it's a name that you will remember. And let's not forget the viral moment of, I think I got my swagger back. <laughs> St. Mary's won the toss. They elected to defer, so they will kick off first to De La Salle. Going right to left across your radio, the Pilots wait in their V formation to get the ball back 
is Rhett Rozier along with Kandaki Sherman Jr. From the 40, booting it deep, Jenner Lieb. Fielded by Rozier at the 5. He'll run up the middle, run through a couple tacklers, and is brought down at the 25-yard line, and that's where De La Salle will start with the ball tonight, first and 10. That's one back, especially towards the end of the game. I know as a former defensive lineman, that's a back you don't want to hit, especially in the ending part of the game, and especially if the game is on the line. That's a back you don't want to hit. He's a That's a big boy right there. Drogosh with... This arm sleeve on his left hand, towel in the back. A bear throwing right hand, steps in the shotgun. Two receivers split on each side. Takes the hard count, and now he'll go up to the line and call the signals. It's Rozier to his right in the gun. St. Mary's press. Rozier now moves to the left of Drogosh. He sends one in motion. Hands off to Rozier. Up the middle was an option play. Now running to the right side. Bounces out. Still on his feet. Up across the 30. Runs through a man. A gain of about 10. Not sure if that moves the chains for Rhett Rozier or De La Salle. It will. One play and a first down. And just like I said, that's a big boy. So you're going to have to break down. You're going to have to chop that tree down. Because that's a big running back coming at you. Rozier, the junior running back, has been a potent Part of this De La Salle offense all year long. Similar formation this time. They favor the weak side. Now back to pass and throws and caught by Jack Janicic for a gain of eight. Makes it second and two from the 44. That was a really good route. If you see, he just went right up the field, came back in a curl route, sat right in that zone, made sure that nobody else was around him, caught that ball and tried to get up the field. De La Salle with no huddle. They've got three receivers to the left. One to the right, it's Janicic. Drogosh takes the snap. It's a quarterback draw. He runs for a first down across the 50. Down to St. Mary's territory, still on his feet across the 45. Finally dragged down at the 31. The tackle was made by Cole Olston. And that's a play that you're going to probably see all day, especially with Brady Drogosh running as tough as he does. That's a 6-5 quarterback. So that's as well as you have to deal with Rozier, you have to deal with this guy also. Aaron White comes into the game. He takes the spot in the slot on the three-receiver split to the left of Drogosh in the shotgun again, fakes the handoff, looking to throw. He's met in the backfield and brought down. That's a sack for Josh Jonda, the first of the night for St. Mary's, drops De La Salle back. And that's actually a really surprising thing to see because De La Salle does not give up sacks. They don't give up a lot of sacks, so this is a really surprising thing to see. I think this may be one of the first sacks I've seen and now the third game that I've seen him play this year. Now from the 37, it's second and 17. Two receivers split. Still in the gun is Drogosh. He'll look to throw, looks right, throws, and that's incomplete. Was not on the same page with Jack Janicic. One thing you really have to notice that Brady does quite often, and I think this defense may pick up on this, he always looks at his target as soon as he snaps the ball. So he locks on his target. I think the DBs are going to really – key in on that and notice that for the rest of the game. Same formation, Rozier to the left of Drogosh. Went with the hard count, now looks back to Dan Roan on the sidelines to get the signals. He'll move up to the line of scrimmage and bark out the orders. The formation doesn't change. Rozier still on the left. Sends Aaron White in motion, fakes the handoff. Drogosh looking to step up in the pocket. He will. Throws on the run. Wide open and caught 
up inside the 15, now in the 10, making a couple moves, still on his feet. Finally, a flag comes in. The signal, he steps out at the two-yard line. That was Kandaki Sherman. There's, there's a flag. It was actually Sharon Sutton on the catch. The ball is placed at the two-yard line right now. It'd be a gain of 35 for De La Salle. No signal on the laundry yet. I don't know how he got that open. Maybe the DBs thought that Brady was going to run, so maybe they tried to cover deeper more. I'm not sure what happened there because Sharon was sitting there wide open. No one was probably near him for another 5 to 10 yards. They moved the ball back to the 16. So the penalty is on De La Salle. Drogosh in the shotgun now on first and 10 after the big pickup. If you see, they're going to that quite often, uh, come up to the line to try to see if they'll jump off sides. They're going to catch him one of these times. Ready to go. Drogosh sends one in motion, takes the snap. It's a handoff with it. Chauncey Shaw working up the right side, cuts up the middle now, spinning his way down to the five-yard line where he's brought down by a group of St. Mary's defenders. That was a very slick handoff right there. I like that. It was a motion to the left, come back. He had a lead blocker, which is <clears throat> Rozier. Rozier is a big boy, so he got off of that lead block, and that was got them that first down. Cameron Everett was in on the tackle for St. Mary's. De La Salle knocking on the door from the five. It's a designed quarterback run, and Drogas just runs right through for the first score of the game, and the Pilots are on the board. It's 6-0 with 8.54 to play here in the first quarter. And who do we say we were going to be calling a name a lot of, uh, today? And that's Brady Drogosh with his first touchdown of the day. And it's probably not going to be his last, to be honest. Seems like De La Salle is content to stay in the shotgun, and it worked a couple times on that drive for some quarterback runs. And Drogosh punches in the first score of this game. That is a design play that they will see all game. So they have to make sure that they have to stop that. They have no choice but to stop that. Good snap, good hold. The kick is up and through for Phoenix Glasner, and it's 7-0 De La Salle. Orchard Lake will get the ball on the other side of the break. The Pilots with an early lead here from Wayne State. CHSL football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Hit the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. The Pilots with an early 7-0 lead will see the Orchard Lake offense for the first time tonight after the kickoff, but Kadarius, the Orchard Lake defense really had trouble in that drive. They had one sack for a big loss, but other than that, De La Salle was able to move the ball pretty easily. And honestly, they did it 
almost a whole drive off running the ball. They threw the ball twice, and one of them came back, and the other one went only for about 10 yards. So that tells you how committed they are to running the ball. Cody Cummins for the Pilots boots it deep. It's fielded at the 10-yard line. Up the middle, brought down hard at the 20. That was Aaron White on the tackle. Making the return was Duke Coates, and St. Mary's starts at first and 10 from the 21. What do you think they have to do to come out here and <clears throat> go score on them? Well, if they can move the ball anything like De La Salle did, they'll be in a good spot. Brandon Ledden leads the offense out to the field for Orchard Lake. They're on the left hash, two receivers out to the right, one to the left. Shotgun formation, the back to his right. He hands it off up the right side, brought down for a gain of seven. That was Armin Rollins on the carry. That was a really good run. He was able to get right out to that outside and gain some yards for him. Both of these teams in the hurry-up offense. Same formation this time. Same play. Rollins takes it. He moves to the left this time. He's met right at the line by De La Salle and is brought down for no gain. That was quick. They got right to the running back, made sure that he couldn't get open to a hole, and brought him right down. Dalton Drogosh on the tackle. Brother of Brady Drogosh. Flag comes in before the play. Ball currently spotted at the 30-yard line. So they gave Rollins one on that last run. It's a false start on St. Mary's. That'll back them up, make it third and six. 8.04 to play, 7-0 De La Salle. From the 15, excuse me, the 25. Eagles need to get to the 31. It's a fake handoff. Quick pass to the tight end. Caught for a first down before he's leveled. Griffin Phillips on the tackle. The catch was made by Jack Jonda. I think that's a name we're going to call quite a lot tonight, too. He is a monster, and he plays safety. He gets in the box. He plays linebacker. He lines up all over the place, and he's really good in coverage. Jonda listed at 6'4", 216, frequently lines up in the backfield for this offense. This is a handoff, and met immediately in the backfield was Chris Coates by a gang of De La Salle pilot tacklers. That's a loss of four to bring up second and long. That was really good. He just got right off his block, made sure that that running back couldn't get outside of him and brought him down right as soon as he could. They mark him one extra one back, so second and 15. This one's to Rollins. He has room up the left side, runs through a tackler right across the 35-yard line, brought down at the 38. Rollins was not going to try to juke him. He was going to run right through him, and that's a big game. And I think that's a play that they're going to try to go to a lot. As you see with the first play of the game, they went right to the outside on an outside zone read. I think they're going to consistently go back to that because, obviously, as you see, it, it, it's worked the only two times they've ran it. Third and six. St. Mary's has already converted one third and six in this drive. They won't do so here on the middle handoff to Rollins. He's met at the line, maybe gained one. That was a big play. That was a very big play to push it down, a fourth down, so they couldn't get any yards on that. St. Mary's gets one first down, but three and out after that. They will have to punt from their own 39. 
Sharon Sutton back standing at his own 20 to take this punt. It's a low one. Sutton calls for a fair catch at the 23, and that's where De La Salle will take over, trying to add to their 7-0 lead. The defense looked good its first time out. Uh, 100%. They didn't give up anything big. They gave up one run for maybe about seven yards, and they made sure that they didn't give up another big run. Get Brady go. Do- Get Brady Drogosh back on the field with this offense. As you see, they were electric on that first one. They're probably going to go right back to running the ball just because they don't think Orchard can stop them right now. Two receivers to Drogosh's left. Rozier is with him in the shotgun to the right. St. Mary's loads the box with eight. They show blitz, and Drogosh will change the call now. 5.50 on the clock. From their own 23, Drogosh sends one in motion. It's a designed run to the right. He's got blockers, finds the hole, gets across the 25, maybe to the 26 for a gain of three. I think that's a really underrated part of football. Having receivers who will go out and willingly block or running backs, skill positions in general, having those players to go out and block for you as if they're the offensive line, that's a really underrated thing in football, I think. On the right hash, clock ticking at 5 minutes and 20 seconds. Same formation, this time Chauncey Shaw on the right side. He's been moved in motion a lot. This is just a straight handoff and a run to the left side with Rozier. He's got room and a block. Rozier with the first down and more across the 40, finally brought down at the 42. Moves the chains. Rhett Rozier is already having a good night. That was, once again, a really slick handoff right there. It was a misdirection play that thought that he was going to go to the right. They handed it right off. And once again, like I said, with the receivers blocking, that was a really good block by Tristan Nichols. Only one safety back for St. Mary's. It's D.J. White. So you know what that means. That's man coverage. It's two receivers to the right of Drogosh. Rozier is with him in the backfield. They fake the handoff. Drogosh looking deep. He's got a man. Now will step up in the pocket, tries to scramble, make something happen. He'll run it himself on the right side across the 45 to midfield is where he finally falls across the 50. Short of a first down, needed to get to St. Mary's 48. No, they say he got there, so they will move the chains. It's first and 10. One thing I really like about Brady when he decides to run the ball, he never takes big hits. He always finds some way to spin out of it, maybe drop before they get there. That's one thing I really like about him. He doesn't put himself in harm's way. Two to the left, one to the right. Rozier in the backfield. He takes the handoff. Is met back there and brought down. That's a loss of three. Zane Nesson was able to get home and meet Rozier behind the line. That was a fairly simple, I'm going to go right through the gap with you. He got right there, and he was able to bring him down right in the backfield. That's the second tackle for a loss for this St. Mary's defense, the first this drive. Now makes it second and 13 back on the De La Salle side of the field from the 49. Four receivers, two to the left, two to the right. Now a man goes in motion for Drogosh, fakes the handoff. He'll keep it himself, finds a hole up the middle, now has room. Stiff arms a man across the 30. Now to the 20, the 15, 10. Are they going to catch him? No, they won't. Drogosh is in. It's a 51-yard touchdown run, his second of the night. 
And once again, they go with the same play that they do most of the game, an RPO right to Rozier. The defense believed Rozier was going to get it. He was able to kick out, get right above the defense, and he just outran the entire defense from there on out. He found the hole on the left side of the line of scrimmage that that big O-line was able to open up for him. And it's the second score of the day for De La Salle. A flag comes in before the extra point. It's on the pilots. So they'll back up. It looks like five yards. That's our second Siena Heights scoring drive of the night. This scoring drive is brought to you by Siena Heights University. It is time to discover what the Siena effect is all about. That must have been a personal foul because they back De La Salle all the way up to the 18-yard line. That's where Landon Reiska, the kicker, will take this extra point. This is a 35-yard extra point right now. 3.15 on the clock. Good snap and hold. It's well short and no good, but De La Salle with a two-score lead as they're up 13 to nothing here from Wayne State University. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week here on the Patriot. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Go to AllianceCatholic.com, open a new account, and you'll get $20. Just tell them you were listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. It's just that simple. You can apply online and handle everything by the phone. They have 10 convenient branches to serve you as well. Find everything you need at AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Another scoring touchdown, or rushing touchdown, I should say, Kadarius, for Brady Drogosh on that drive. He looks to be in a groove. De La Salle showed pass a couple times in their first drive, only once in the second one. And I think they're pretty content just running the ball and using that big old line to, to get chunks of yards. And as the adage goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So why, why stop running the ball if you don't have to? From the 40, this one is deep. It will sail over the head of Alton Marks. And St. Mary's will take it from the 20-yard line, trying to get on the board in this game. The offense was stagnant in the first drive. Only one first down. They did convert that on third and six. One for two on third down conversions here in the first quarter. 3.15 to go. De La Salle with a 13-0 lead over St. Mary's. It's a bunch set to the right. Looking to throw. Throwing left. He's got a man that is overthrown. Intended for Antoine Thomas. Braden led and put a good ball on it just out of the reach of Thomas. It falls incomplete second and ten. Isaiah Jones, the DB that was on that route right there, he needs to make sure that he does not get beat over top like that again because he had no safety help. He was out there alone by himself, and honestly, that was a good go route by that receiver. He just got overthrew a little bit. Ledden takes the snap, hands off to the left side from Rollins, out of the shotgun, gets a gain of five before he's brought down. Tackle made by James McDonald. Even though... They got a gain on that. I like what the safety came down and did. 
He made sure that he couldn't get to the outside, so he only had one lane to take. He couldn't keep going outside. He had to take the one lane that he gave him. Ledden in the same formation. Rollins to his left this time, trying to get De La Salle with the hard count. Nobody jumped. Takes the snap now, looking to throw. Throws over the middle, a little bit behind, but it's caught. Now across the 50. It's a foot race. The catch was made by Duke Coates down the sideline. He is in there. That's a touchdown for OLSM. And that was honestly just a mistake by Griffin Phillips, who's honestly a really good cover man. He came up. I think he didn't. I think he thought that that pass was not going to. Be caught by that receiver, and he just overplayed it a little bit. And as he caught the ball, he literally just had green grass in front of him from there on out. The throw was a little behind Coates, and he made a nice adjustment in double coverage between two defenders to catch that ball. And St. Mary's with a strike, an exclamation point for their first touchdown. And like I said, I think the DB thought that the ball was going to sail over his head, and that's something that, Obviously, as they go to the sideline, the coach is going to have to tell him, you can't play like that. You have to play into the ball, and the whistle is blown. The extra point is blocked by the Pilots, incomplete. So it stays 13-6. to That's actually pretty big for St. Mary's when you think about it. Keeps this game 13-6. to De La Salle had already missed an extra point. St. Mary's would have been in a good spot had they been able to convert that. But just six goes on the board after the 75-yard pitch and catch between Brandon Ledden and Duke Coates. And that tells you why all three elements of the game is important. Special teams, defense, and offense. That right there kept them to having six points, and that is that one point could make a difference at the end of the game. So now just a touchdown is the difference. St. Mary's had an opportunity to be down six. Instead, they're down seven. They will get ready to kick off from their own 40-yard line. Sharon Sutton and Rhett Rozier will go back for the Pilots to receive. On the Siena Heights scoring drive, St. Mary's is on the board. It's 13-6. Jenner Leave gets ready to boot this one deep. Kick is low. Rozier will field it from his one, and he'll run it out up the middle now to the right side, trying to bounce outside. He's brought down out of bounds near the 20, maybe got to the 21. They will spot him at the 21-yard line. It'll be first and 10, Pilots football. That was a pretty decent return right there. It's a 20-yard return for Rozier, who has been a big contributor for the big plays that De La Salle has had, some of their bigger runs. Obviously, Brady Drogosh leads the way with a 51-yard touchdown run. The last time the Pilots had the football, He leads the offense out there now. Two receivers out wide to the left. One on the near sideline. Drogosh getting the signals from the coaching staff on the sideline. Rozier is to his right in the shotgun. Ball on the right hash. 
Man in motion. Drogosh keeps it himself, running up the middle, brought down after gaining three. It's a and nice or- tackle by Gabe Thayer. Orchard St. Mary's, they are trying to stop this offense because the more that they score, the more you're going to have to keep up with them. And a team like De La Salle, it's not really easy to keep up with them, especially in a shootout, as we seen last week. That was one of the first ones they had this year. In the gun, two receivers to the right, two to the left. Rozier moves over to Drogosh's left. Every single play, he's getting a call from the sideline after they set up the formation. Takes the snap. It's a screen play to the left side with it. Caught Aaron White. Nice tackle by a group of St. Mary's defenders. White had some room and some blocks to maybe break that thing open. Instead, he's brought down. They'll mark him at the 29, just short of the first down by two yards. That brings up third down. I think as the game goes on, that play will work as they get some short throws because then the defense is going to be coming up the field more. And once the defensive line is up the field, that's always an easy go-to for the screen pass. We're down under a minute here in the first quarter. It's 13 for De La Salle, 6 for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Drogosh sent one in motion. Design QB run up the left side. He gets the first down across the 35. Finally wrestled down. Coming in late was DJ White to make the assist, but it does move the chains. Brady is such a tough runner. Every time he gets through the hole, he's always chugging his feet. He's always making sure that he can pick up those extra yards. He's never going to be brought down on first contact. Down to 25 seconds left here in quarter number one. Ball on the far hash. Drogosh will keep it himself again out of the shotgun. Runs through a couple blockers to the 40. That's where his forward progress is stopped by about six or seven Eagles. And I think that will end our first quarter as we're down under five seconds. De La Salle will not get another snap. When we come back, they'll have it on their own 40-yard line. It'll be second and five. Kadarius De La Salle leads it 13-6. A good opening quarter for the Pilots. 100%. They are really on a groove especially offensively they're not really even throwing a ball they've thrown a ball like maybe three times the entire first quarter they've been running the ball very efficiently though a touchdown lead for the pilots over the eagles here on the catholic high school league game of the week we'll be back with the second quarter after this the chsl game of the week is sponsored by alliance catholic credit union and the student connection mike gallagher says you can't make this up headline Quote, they enriched us. Unquote. Migrants' 44-hour visit leaves indelible mark on Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) They enriched us for 44 hours before we kicked them out. You can't make this up. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Stay tuned after tonight's game for the Drive Home Show. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belichian and Wayne State Hall of Famer Josh Rennell this Saturday for Wayne State football versus Grand Valley State right here 
on the Patriot. Pre-game show against the Arch Rivals start at 5.30 p.m. from Tom Adams Field. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on the Patriot. A three-yard run up the middle for Brady Drogosh makes it third and four from the 43 for De La Salle to start the second quarter. Two receivers to the right, nobody on the left side. Ball in the middle of the field. Drogosh in the gun with Rozier to his right. He sends Chauncey Shaw in motion to the left side. They hand it to Rozier there, spins past the tackler, and I think he got the first down. And Kadarius, if he didn't make that spin in the backfield, Orchard Lake would have got a stop on third down. Definitely, and that was honestly a really surprising spin because you really don't see Brett Rozier do anything outside of run you over, honestly. So I was kind of shocked to even see him spin there, but that is really what got them the first down, as you said. Across the 45, the ball spotted on the left hash, the 46, it's first and 10. Drogosh now alone in the backfield. Rozier moves up to the right side just behind the O-line. Drogosh looking to throw, looks left, throws, caught complete, spinning away from a couple tacklers, finally brought down was Tristan Nichols. And once again, like I said, you really have to pay attention to what Brady does. He's keying in on his receiver every time, and I think the defense at some point is going to pick up on that because he's looking. As soon as he snaps the ball, he looks to his target, and defenses pick up on stuff like that, especially throughout the game. Second and three into Orchard Lake territory. Man in motion. It's a handoff on the jet sweep with some room. Is Sherman down the left side, cuts it back, and he's brought down, pushed out of bounds at the 24. They have to be really lucky he didn't get that last juke because if he would have cut back across his body, I think that was a score. They sent Sutton in motion from the right side, and the jet sweep worked to perfection. And there's... An Orchard Lake player down on the De La Salle sideline. The trainers will come all the way across the field to tend to him. You can't see who that is from up here. I didn't see it live, Kadarius. I think it was the guy that was trying to tackle Sharon Sutton. Now this is interesting. The ball has been moved all the way back to the De La Salle 45. I didn't see a flag. Did you see holding on that play? Yeah, they moved it back, actually. So the big run for Sharon Sutton is negated by the holding penalty. Orchard Lake has yet to have a penalty tonight. De La Salle with three already. One of them has already cost them a point on the extra point. They had a personal foul that backed it up to almost the 20-yard line, and it was subsequently missed after that. How do you think De La Salle is playing on offense so far, man? This offense looks like a a tough team to break, to take down, I should say. I mean, talk about Brady Drogosh and Rhett Rozier. Just tough guys to tackle. And then the speed on the outside with their wide receiver core is deadly. We've already seen it in, in almost every facet so far tonight. I think they need to keep running the ball. Uh, honestly, I don't think that they should change it up whatsoever. They should not try to th- start throwing the ball. They should definitely keep running the ball because the run is just purely working. Looks like that's either Dionis Dadai or Mason Moore for St. Mary's. 
believe it's Mason Moore. He's walking off under his own power now to the St. Mary's sideline on the far side of the field here at Tom Adams Field. So it will be second and 11 after the holding penalty from De La Salle's own 45. Two receivers to the right for Drogosh. Rozier to his left in the shotgun. A little bit of a high snap. Design run to the left side. Drogosh with some room and some blockers into St. Mary's territory again. He's brought down at the Eagles 45. Makes it third and one. And for the listeners who couldn't see this play, Nicholas Nielsen. He made a very impressive block right there on the left side to get Brady that run. Again, a quarterback draw. Drogosh across the line to gain, across the 40-yard line. On the QB keeper, moves the chains again. Once again, Brady Drogosh. He's the man of this offense. Now from the St. Mary's 40, 10 minutes to play here in the opening half. It's a 13-6 Lead for the De La Salle Pilots here on the game of the week. Two receivers to the right, one to the left on the near side. Ball on the left hash. Drogosh changes the play. Clock ticks under 10 minutes now. He sends him in in motion, takes the snap. Run pass option. It's given to Rozier, who makes a couple jukes up the middle. Gains nine. He's brought down at the 31. And I think what really makes this offense go is... The fact that he's able to do the RPO so efficiently, it's able to make the defense really shift. And as long as that defensive line follows that running back, he can take that every time. Or you now have to honor Brady because he's just as good of a runner as Rozier is. Rozier to the left of Drogosh. Three receivers, two to the right. Drogosh looks to throw that way. That's a deep ball to the 10-yard line. It falls incomplete over the head. A late flag comes in. That pass was intended for Jack Janicic. This looks like it might be pass interference on Orchard Lake. That is definitely coming back. As you can see, he was holding him before he even was about to get towards the catch. So that's definitely going to be a P.I. and it's going the other way. It was Chris Coates in coverage. Clock is stopped at 9 minutes and 14 seconds. Jermaine Gonzalez unhappy with that call, and he'll give the officials... What he thinks about it. I don't think you can argue that one. As you could tell, he was maybe, definitely holding him on his way up to get the ball. Maybe that it wasn't a catchable ball is the argument he's making. Not quite sure. It was a little overthrown of Janicic. Nonetheless, from the 16, it's first and 10. Drogosh takes the snap, hands it off to Rozier, who has a hole up the middle. Rozier across the five and into the end zone for a touchdown. The if- If the listeners could see the juke he just did to cut back into the lane, he literally didn't get touched to score that touchdown. And it was all because of the cutback he was able to make. And this offensive line, I really have to give a shout-out to them because they are the ones that's really making these plays. They're finishing blocks. They're making sure that the defensive line cannot penetrate the backfield. And this RPO is killing right now. Now, De La Salle will go for two here from the left hash to try to get back to 21 on the scoreboard. After that touchdown, it's 19-6. to Drogosh has two receivers to his right, none to his left. Rozier is with him to the right in the backfield. He'll take the signals, and now a substitution as Sharon Sutton gets off. 
Tristan Nichols comes on, and he comes to the left side in the slot. Now Nichols is sent in motion. High snap. Drogosh keeps it himself, running to the left side. He gets across the end line to convert the two-pointer for De La Salle. They get back on the right side of things on the scoreboard. It's 21-6. to He was able to just honestly get the ball, wait for a block, wait for a block. That's one thing that's really big about Brady. He's able to be patient and wait for the blocks to build up so he can now get through that hole and explode, just like on that run when he had about 50 yards. That makes it 21-6. to And Kadarius, like we talked about, this is the De La Salle team who was probably favored coming into this game. And if you at home thought they were favored, you have a say. The Patriot has created a weekly pick contest, and you can sign up at PatriotDetroit.com and pick the teams you think will win each week from our list of CHSL matchups. Pick the most correct games to win weekly prizes or a 43-inch television grand prize at the end of the season. Make sure your CHSL pick selections at PatriotDetroit.com. Sponsored by the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. So now with a two-plus touchdown lead, the Pilots will kick it deep back to St. Mary's. They did score for the first time on their last drive on a 75-yard touchdown catch made by Duke Coates. This one is... A bomb to the back of the end zone. It will sail out of the end zone. St. Mary's will take it first and 10 from the 20. That was a boot. And I also think that they may be kicking in the area that the wind is blowing also. We have a an American flag to the right side of us in the press box that does blow that direction right to left. So you're correct. Now, Braden Ledden will come out again. He's in the shotgun with two receivers to his right, one to his left. It's Rollins, the man with him in the backfield, and the second false start penalty for St. Mary's tonight before they can get the snap off. He'll start from behind on this drive, first and 15 from their own 15. Playing behind the chains is always... One thing that will really slow down your offense, you have to play above the chains, and you cannot play in first and 15 because that playbook gets really shorter as you play behind. Hand off to Rollins. Was going up the middle, works it over the left side. He's brought down at the line of scrimmage, maybe for a gain of two. That was James McDonald making the tackle. And I think they also know that that run is now coming. They're trying to get to the outside. So you'll see those DNs now start to cheat out a little bit so that they can't get picked up by those tackles. Leading in the gun. Two receivers right, one to the left. Fakes the handoff, looking to throw down the left side. That ball is incomplete. Nice defensive play there by De La Salle. The pass was intended for Antoine Thomas. That was really good coverage down the field. It was just one-on-one, and it was about who was going to catch that ball, and he was so close to him, he wasn't able to catch that. That was Isaiah Jones on the pass breakup, the sophomore for De La Salle. If you look at this De La Salle defense, they play up and press coverage quite often. Pilots were not showing a lot of safety help through the first couple drives, I think after the 75-yard 
reception for a touchdown. They're showing some more help for the safety with the safeties right now as Orchard Lake will take a timeout down on the field. Eight minutes, 34 seconds left to play here in the first half, 21-6. De La Salle leads it here on the Catholic League Game of the Week, a timeout on the field, and we'll take one up here in the booth as well. You're listening to the Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Hit the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. Ledin takes the snap from the shotgun. It's a play action. He's looking to pass. Spins out of some pressure. Gets rid of the ball. It's just lofted and intercepted. De La Salle with it going the other way. With the ball is Dalton Drogosh down the left side. He's finally brought down inside the 10-yard line. Ledin just threw it up, trying to get out of pressure, and that's the first turnover of the night for either side. It belongs to the Pilots. I think he should have just taken a sack there because that ball was thrown into dangerous territory from the moment it left his hand. Dalton Drogosh, the sophomore brother of Brady Drogosh, has been... A star on the defensive side of the ball tonight. He's been in on many tackles and now gets an interception. So now his brother Brady will step out in the shotgun. No receivers on the far side of the field. Two on the near side. And again, Drogosh will change the play after receiving the call from the sideline. Rozier to his right. Sends Sutton in motion. It's another jet sweep work. This time Sutton's got room to the right side, and he'll dance across the end line for another touchdown for De La Salle. And that was just an easy play right there. They did the same play and maybe about two drives before when they sent him in motion, gave him the ball, and that was another big game. And on that one, they score. 27-6 the lead now for the Pilots with the extra point on the way from Landon Reiska. How about Sharon Sutton and his speed? That has been deadly both in the pass game and the run game tonight for De La Salle. Definitely. He's getting that ball right off that sweep, and he's just running. A little bit of a high snap, but a good hold and kick for Reiska. 28-6 on the Siena Heights scoring drive. It is time to discover what the Siena effect is all about. De La Salle has four Scoring drives tonight to St. Mary's just one. They lead the turnover battle as well. The offense just has been moving the ball with ease through this first half. And to take it back to the first game that we did at De La Salle this year, those scores were looking really easy in that game. So I agree with you. Their offense is just dominant, and they come out and they run the ball. And if you see, they've maybe thrown the ball maybe about five times through the entire first half so far, and they're just dominating the, the ground. 
Cody Cummins ready to kick it deep with the wind behind him again for the Pilots. Kick is booted back again to the back of the end zone, and St. Mary's will watch it sail over their heads. They'll take over first and 10 from the 20-yard line. What do the Eagles need to do, Kadarius, to get back in this game? Obviously, the 75-yard strike helps, but besides the one big play, which is kind of what De La Salle's issue was last week, some of the big plays, Besides the one for Orchard Lake, it's been a really quiet day offensively. The pass game hasn't worked. The run game has been stopped for the most part at the line of scrimmage. This has been a really good De La Salle defense tonight. I think the big thing they have to do is start to get some consistent plays. They have to get consistent gains. They can't get behind the chains because once you're behind the chains, like I said, that playbook gets significantly smaller. Ball spotted at the 20. It'll be first and 10 for Braden Ledden. Four receivers in total. Two split outright, two to the left. Rollins to his right. It's a handoff to Rollins up the left side. He's met by two De La Salle tacklers. Gains two yards. James McDonald was in on the play along with Kandaki Sherman. And they keep going back to that run, trying to do an outside zone, and I think... The coaches have told the D linemen, cheat outside just a tad because we know that that play is coming. And as the, you can cheat outside because now you can cut off that run and make him have to choose a lane. Play action, pass thrown behind and incomplete. Broken up, looked like it might have been Sherman again. The pass was intended for Duke Coates, who has the only St. Mary's touchdown tonight. I think that receiver knew that it was someone on the opposite side of him. And as he was catching it, he was more bracing for the hit than trying to get the ball and get it upfield. Now from third and nine, they have to throw. It's thrown back towards the St. Mary's sidelines, again, behind Antoine Thomas, and incomplete, a very quick three and out for the Eagles. This defense is looking dominant right now. They gave up one big play this entire game, and they're just looking like, like an 85 Bears defense right now. Sharon Sutton back at his own 40-yard line to field this punt. 7.37 left to play in the first half. De LaSalle is going to get the ball back up by three touchdowns. Low swirling punt. Sutton fields it at his 45 and will run. Has a little bit of room at the left side. couple blockers couldn't quite sneak through that hole. He's downed in St. Mary's territory. They'll mark him. At the 39. I know his eyes got humongous when he seen that hole opened up. But it closed very quickly, and they and Orchard Lane St. Mary's should be very lucky that they closed it that fast because with his speed, if he was able to get right through that gap, I think he might have been gone for a touchdown on that one. Definitely felt like a hole that he could sneak through and break that play open. He's now out in the slot to the right side. Nobody on him in man coverage. Drogosh takes the signals from the sideline. Two receivers to his left, two to the right. Ball on the left half. Rozier in the shotgun with him to the right. 
Sends a man in motion. It's a fake jet sweep. Drogosh keeps it himself. Tries to cut it back to the left side after gaining about four. They mark him at the 35, second and six. As you see every time he runs the ball, anytime someone tackles him, he's always keeping his legs moving, and it's always looking like that run could go for three more yards. Bunch receivers set on the right side. Now we'll send one in motion. Drogosh looking to throw. That's batted at the line. What a play by Anthony Kiafalis. Incomplete brings up third down. That was really smart for him to notice that that ball was in the air to get that hand up and knock that down, especially because this offense has been so good. So it's, it's a relief when you can now finally stop this offense and calm your defense down and say, okay, let's get it. We have to stop this right now. Third and six, Keophilus on the deflection. He's committed to Penn for baseball after his high school days are done. Makes a play defensively here on the football field. That's a thrown strike to the left side at the 30. It's caught by Sutton, I think. He's not going to get the first down. Check that. That's Tristan Nichols. They will mark him short. The line to gain was the 29. It makes it fourth and two, and Dan Roan is going to go for it. I think the defense is now starting to pick up on when they throw the ball because the defense is sliding out to those quick out routes and those quick slant routes. Drogosh, nobody on the near sideline. Two receivers on the right. Two yards to go from the 31. Design quarterback run. Plenty of room on the left side. First down and more inside the 20. Tackled out of bounds by Alton Marks. And the one person I have to shout out on that is Rhett Rozier. If you've seen the block he just did, he was able to push that corner completely out of his way, and that's really what got Brady that first down. First and 10 from the 18 now. 6.13 to play here in the second quarter. Drogosh in the gun, takes the snap, looks left, immediately throws a bit of a screen play. Nichols has the catch, gets a gain of about 10. A flag came in in the middle of that play on the near sideline. See if it was a hold. The blocking receiver was Caden Campbell. These receivers are able to block very well. The junior tight end, Campbell, will get called for holding. That was part of the issue in the loss last week. De LaSalle had some untimely penalties, said Dan Roan, in that game. Just have to be more disciplined. Thankfully for them, they've got a three-touchdown lead, and they're knocking on the door here. Now from the St. Mary's, 26, first and 17. Nichols and White, the receivers on the left side. It's Sutton and Janicic on the right side. Rozier the back. Drogosh looking to throw. He looks left, throws over the middle. That's caught by White. He's bent right at the two-yard line. A nice tackle that saved a touchdown from Antoine Thomas, but not before Aaron White can get a big gain and get them inside the five. Aaron White just ran a very simple route. He just ran a go route, but he's curved it inside because as he's seen, the DB was over the top of him, and he had a DB on his back. So all he did was come inside just a tad and was able to catch that ball almost in double coverage. 
That was DJ White making the tackle. We said his name a lot defensively tonight, and he's actually shaken up after that touchdown saving tackle. He's down right by the goal line. Being checked out by some trainers. Clock has stopped at six minutes. De La Salle marching, trying to put in their fifth score tonight. Didn't see what happened to White. It was a pretty big collision there at the two-yard line. Anytime as a football player, you're always afraid of these type of moments. Both teams are huddled near their respective sidelines. I think Dan Roan is even going to come out to the group of trainers by the goal line and just check on D.J. White, see what the situation is. St. Mary's has dealt with some injuries this season, and speaking to their coaching staff, that's part of the reason it has been a tougher year one for Jermaine Gonzalez. And they don't want to make excuses, but... A team that deals with injuries and is already on the younger side of the age scale in, in the high school league here in the state of Michigan. It, it's a difficult thing to deal with, bringing in such young players, especially when guys get hurt and you got to bring in even younger guys as the backups. Definitely. And one thing that you said, though, they're young. So as the time goes on, all of these young guys are going to get older. So they're going to have more synergy. They're going to have they're going to be more together amongst other things. DJ White will head off. Dela Sal is ready to go. The ball spotted at the one and a half yard line right now. Drogosh in the gun. It's a jet sweep to White who just made the catch and now he'll score on the scamper. He's across the goal line. De La Salle on the board again. 5.46 to go in the half, and the Pilots have broken this one open. And once again, I want to point out a really big block. Number 28, Landon Boletsky. He was the guy on that edge. He was able to turn that linebacker or defensive end that was coming off that edge. He was able to turn him, get him down to the ground, and that's what really allowed that score. So this offensive line, these receivers, these running backs, everybody has been blocking really great today, and it's been able to spring open this offense for De La Salle. Bryska trying to put through his third extra point tonight. Kick is up and good. That makes it 35-6, to the Pilots' lead. St. Mary's a three and out last time they had the ball. They need to get on the board and keep this one close before we get through this first half. It's 35-6, to De La Salle over the Eagles here on the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. We'll be back after this. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Dr. Sebastian Gorka explains simple math. If you increase the cost of a business doing business, well, they just pass it on. Then they say, okay, the product I'm selling is going to be divided by what the government wants from me. So the idea that you're leveling the playing field, it's just utterly fallacious. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weeknights at 11 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot.
De La Salle now with a 35-6 lead on their last Siena Heights scoring drive. It is time to discover what the Siena effect is all about as Cody Cummins boots it deep out of the back of the end zone. First and 10 for the Eagles from the 20. Kadarius, we've talked about how good this De La Salle defense has been, and that's been without us calling a name that we expected to a lot, Mason Moragan. He's had a quiet night, but the guys around him have been fantastic. This is a run up the left side for a gain of eight by Alton Marks for St. Mary's. Back to what you were saying about Mason, I agree with that, and I think it's also in the game plan to maybe run away from him because a lot of the times they've been running to McDonald's side rather than Moragan's side, and I think that's one big thing. You have to avoid a guy like that because he can make plays on the run game or the pass game. Rollins across the first down marker. The ball came out. Moragan jumped on it. That looks like it might be De La Salle football. Rollins had the first down. They say St. Mary's was able to get it back under the pile. So that keeps the ball with the Eagles and makes it first and ten, almost a costly turnover for Orchard Lake. As a football player, that's got to be one of the most exciting moments. Once that ball hits the ground, it's good for anybody to get it. Play action, looking left is led, and he'll throw it way over his receiver's head. Was not on the same page with Antoine Thomas. This defense is looking very dominant right now in the passing game, in a running game, special teams. It doesn't really matter. This team is looking very dominant right now, and I think him and his receiver had some miscommunication. I think he thought he was going to keep going deeper, and he just curled on that route, and the corner was able to sit on that route. Rollins to the right, two receivers on the near sideline. It's a handoff to Rollins running up the left side, brought down right at the line I was in a trying to get it to the outside for an outside zone and once again those defensive ends and those linebackers that are on, on the outside they're cheating to the outside because they know that that play is going to come Third and nine from the St. Mary's 31 they have to throw they look left incomplete but a pass interference flag comes in Looks like it will be on Jamari Allen, the Central Michigan commit for De La Salle. The pass was intended for Ryan Mooney. I don't even think he had to pass interference on that because he was throwing it already into double coverage. That linebacker was able to move over as the corner was still on a receiver. So he didn't even have to do that there. He could have just let that ball go, and it would have been a loss of down. And that throw was similar to a lot of the ones we've seen from Ledden tonight, was behind the receiver yet again. Mooney had to make a pretty nice adjustment to at least get his hands on it, but it fell incomplete. But with pass interference, it makes it first down to move the chains from the 46. Ledden looking to throw again. This one is low and incomplete, intended for Antoine Thomas. This cornerback on the who's on the right side, he is dominant. He has not given up a catch today, and they've targeted him maybe about four or five times already this game. Second and ten now, ball in between the hashes. Leading in the shotgun. One receiver on each side. 
Hands it off up the left side with a little bit of room. An ice juke now down the left sideline. Brought down across the 40-yard line on the run was Chris Coates to move the chains. And going back to what we were talking about Mason earlier, that was maybe about the first time they ran to Mason's side. And what they did was they ran a trap so he wouldn't be able to be the person that got the running back in the backfield. So that shows how much respect they have for his game. Coach subs out. Rollins just getting a breather. He'll come back onto the field. Two receivers right, one to the left. Rollins is to the left of Ledden in the shotgun. He'll get the handoff this time right up the middle. He runs right into a wall, falls forward for a gain of two. That was just a dive play, and the defense was able to pinch in, and he wasn't able to go anywhere. 35-6 to six our score. You're listening to WDTK Detroit, an Odyssey station, and the Catholic High School League game of the week. Ledden takes the snap, hands off to Rollins, another dive up the middle, and again he's met right at the line. They will give him two yards across the 35. Brings up third down. You can see what I mean by the D linemen are really cheating out. If you can see Chuck Chris Bagano, he's definitely on the outside of that tackle, and he's waiting for that run to come. Now third and six, handoff left side, met in the backfield was Coates. That was James McDonald making the tackle, and that makes it fourth down, and this is fourth down territory for Jermaine Gonzalez. They're going to go for it here on fourth and seven. Do you think it's smart to go here? Go for it here? Down 35-6. to six. They do need points. One receiver on the near sideline. Two split out left. Ledden looks that way in the shotgun. He'll throw over the middle. Caught. Complete for a first down and much more. Thomas into the end zone for a touchdown. Antoine Thomas over the middle again. Brandon Ledden with his second passing touchdown tonight. And it paid off for them on fourth down. Definitely. So, obviously, the question I asked, was it smart to go for it? Obviously, as they score right there. And they needed that as a couple of their drives had just stalled out from the beginning. It appears that St. Mary's will go for it, down 35-12 to 12 now, trying to make it a three-touchdown game. There's some confusion with the substitutions. It looks like they have the right personnel now, though. Ledden in the quick huddle. Ball marked at the three on the two-point conversion. It's a bunch set in the backfield, a triple option, and they will score on the handoff to Cole Olston. 35-14 to 14 on another Siena Heights scoring drive. It is time to discover... What the Siena effect is all about. St. Mary's is back on the board for the second time. Kadarius, what did you like in that drive from them? That they got positive plays, and I think that was the biggest thing because they had a lot of drives that stalled out almost from the beginning. They went quick three and outs, and on that they was able to keep it going. And I think one big thing for them was that P.I. around midfield. That's what got them really going on that one. Then they went to the same receiver back-to-back in that slant route. He was just able to beat that corner right off of the, the the route, catch that ball, and it was just a foot race. That pass interference came on third and nine, kept the chains moving and the drive alive for St. Mary's. They convert and score a touchdown on 
fourth down to make it 35 to 14 with two minutes and 11 seconds left here in the first half. Jenner Lieb will get ready to kick from left to right at his own 40. Sharon Sutton and Rhett Rozier, the deep backs. Lieb kicking into the wind. You can almost certainly expect a return here. So De La Salle will get one more try before the half. In two minutes is certainly enough time for this offense that we have already seen put up five touchdowns through the first 22 minutes in this game. One big thing I've always said is it's so different how in in the NFL, if your team needs to go down the field in two minutes, they're going to pass the ball. Rather, in high school, you will still see teams down 35-14 and running the ball. Rozier with a nice run up the right side on the return. Looks like they'll spot him at the 44. Good field position for De La Salle with 2.03 left. This is beautiful field position, especially how they've been moving a ball. Do you think they go for running the ball right now or throwing the ball? The runs certainly have worked, both with power and speed. So a correction, the ball spotted at the 37 here on first and 10. Dorgosh with three receivers to his left and one to the right. Fakes the snap and will change the play. That's Chauncey Shaw, the back with him to his right in the backfield. A little bit of a high snap, a handoff to Shaw up the middle. Couple dances, gets across the 45, still moving his feet to the 50. That's a first down for De La Salle on the nice run from Shaw. I think that's one big thing you can look at running backs and say how they finish off runs and how they don't go down by one tackler or arm tackles. Pilots moving quickly, no huddle, two to the right, two to the left. In the shotgun, Drogosh looking to throw, throws right, broken up. Nice defensive play by Cameron Everett. And once again, like I said, I think the defense is really starting to pick up on Brady looking to one side of the field as soon as he snaps the ball because if you see that cornerback flew up fairly quickly. Looks like the Pilots are going to go with the same formation here. We still don't see Rhett Rozier. It's Chauncey Shaw, the back in the backfield here on second and ten. Fake the jet sweep. Drogosh up the middle, stumbles across the line. Looked like he might have gotten clipped by one of his blockers, Dante Pancoto. Fell down for only a gain of three. Makes it third and seven in Orchard Lake territory from the 48. That almost was a very scary play, though, because if he could have cut that back, he had nothing but green grass ahead of him. Clock down to 118 and counting. Third and seven. De La Salle trying to score before the half. They're up 35 to 14. White in motion. Drogosh on the high snap. Runs it up the middle. Is clipped at the shoelaces but stays on his feet. Gets a first down and much more across the 30. Brought down at the 25 by Ryan Mooney. A big run for Drogosh after the little slip up on second down. One thing De La Salle is really good at is... Everybody that runs the ball is really good at cutting back and trying to create a bigger play. Drogosh in the gun. Handoff to Shaw up the right side through a couple blockers. Shaw trying to get to the first down marker. He's brought down just short at the 17-yard line. A flag came in in the secondary in the middle of the field. 
it almost doesn't run, matter who's running the ball right now. It's like everybody's getting in there, everybody's getting a gain, and everybody's doing exactly what they're supposed to do with the ball. It's the third holding penalty of the night on De La Salle. They'll get back to all the way to the Orchard Lake 30, the line to gain at the 15. So first and 15 now for the Pilots. Clock at 44 seconds, ticking down. Drogosh in the gun, Shaw to his left. Takes a snap, Drogosh looking over the middle, steps up in the pocket, fires a stripe, caught, but a big hit. Sharon Sutton made the catch. Looked like it was D.J. White that laid the lumber at the middle. It was almost seemingly just as soon as he caught it. I almost thought he was going to drop that because he came up fairly quick on that. White did the exact same thing on the last drive for De La Salle and was injured after that play. Good to see him back out there still laying hard hits. That was enough for a first down. De La Salle takes a timeout with 31 seconds left in the half. Where do you expect them to go? I mean, we've got a flurry of names. Drogosh, Sutton, Rozier, guys that have made plays tonight. Where do you expect them to go here trying to score before this half is over? Honestly, I think they're going to go back to the quarterback run. They're probably going to do something like a – Like someone coming across the field, fake it, go right to Brady. Ball currently spotted at the 13. Both teams getting ready to separate from their huddles. Still no Rhett Rozier. He's going to sit for the rest of this drive. He was on the sideline close to the field near some of the assistant coaches ready to substitute in. I think they're just going to give him a breather for the rest of the half. So it's Chauncey Shaw, the back to the left of Brady Drogosh. Now Shaw moves to the right. Two receivers on each side. In the gun, Drogosh takes the snap, looking left. Throws a little fade ball to the left side. That's caught. What a play. Tristan Nichols emanating Randy Moss for the score. Right to the back of the end zone. They just threw a straight fade route. He was able to catch that. That was a huge play right there. That's the first touchdown of the night for Tristan Nichols. The first passing touchdown of the night for Brady Drogosh, and it's 41-14, 25 seconds left. Add insult to injury. De La Salle will get the ball after halftime. This is a very scary team, especially for the second half coming in and them getting the ball first. This is a very scary team to play right now. Kick from Reiska is through to make it 42-14. to 14. And if you picked De La Salle in our new Pick'em, you're in a good spot right now. Yes, the Patriot has created a weekly Pick'em contest. Sign up at PatriotDetroit.com and pick the teams you think will win each week from our list of Catholic League matchups. Pick the most correct games to win weekly prizes or a 43-inch television grand prize at the end of the season. Make your Catholic League pick'em selections at PatriotDetroit.com, sponsored by the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. Kadarius, this De La Salle offense has been really fun to watch tonight, and, and you can see why... They're one of the top teams in the state and can expect to 
get back to Ford Field this year at some point. And honestly, they've been doing it really one way on offense, and they've been just running the ball. They've been running the ball the entire first half, and it's because, like I said in the beginning of the game, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, the run is not broke whatsoever. This is a Pilots team who returned a lot of juniors from their state championship run last year. They went undefeated 13-0, and defeating Traverse City Central in the D2 final last year, 41-14. to 42-14 to our score right now. Orchard Lake will take a touchback, and they'll take it first and 10 from the 20-yard line. You expect them to try to quickly pass downfield and get a touchdown on the board before this half is over or concede the final 25 seconds and head to the break. I think they're going to they're going to try to throw the ball on first down. If it's not successful, I think they run the ball and if that run is successful, then they continue. But if, I think if if this first down doesn't work, I think that they're probably going to just take it into the half. It's a big backfield in the pistol is Leden. He'll hand off to Rollins up the middle through a couple tacklers brought down for a gain of 2, second and 8, clock running. Down to 15, maybe one more snap for Orchard Lake. Same formation. Ledden fakes the handoff, looking to throw deep. He will fire. It's intended for Mooney. That's caught. What a play by Ryan Mooney. He's brought down to end the half. The only hope was if Mooney could shake his tacklers and run that one into the end zone on the play action. But that ends our first half. Here from Wayne State University, De La Salle leads it 42-14. to 14. Here on the Game of the Week, you're listening to the Catholic High School Football League on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watch their retirement savings disappear while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD, G-O-L-D, to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how you could get $10,000 or more in free silver to protect your retirement savings. Gold Co. is the company Sean Hannity and I recommend for gold and silver, and they've helped place nearly $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-G-O-L-D. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. The Michigan Association of Broadcasters award-winning CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot continues next. 
Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Halftime here on the Catholic League Game of the Week. We're up in the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth bringing you the halftime show. De La Salle leads Orchard Lake St. Mary's 42-14 after 24 minutes of play. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. When you become a member of Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you have access to great low rates. So if you are looking to purchase a vehicle, hoping to fix up your home, or needing to consolidate some bills, they have the right loan for you. You can apply online in minutes, and they will take care of you like family. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Kadarius Flowers, Brendan Shabath, bringing you this halftime show. Kadarius, obviously De La Salle with the big lead, 42-14. to 14. They did a lot of things right. They do have the only turnover on the interception in that first half. But a couple big plays still from St. Mary's uh, that are kind of creeping up. That's their two scores. That was the issue last week. Obviously, it looks like uh, they've broken this game open. They'll need to start the second half well. But if you're head coach Dan Roan, Probably saying in, in halftime something similar about last week in the big plays and the loss to Brother Rice. Definitely. And one big thing is they cannot give up those big plays because anywhere you go, as I said in the beginning of the broadcast, anywhere you go, there are athletes. I don't care what team, what state, what city. There's always athletes no matter where you go. But they've been keeping most of those big plays to a very minimum, even like the last play of the game, the last play of the half. He caught that, but it was the last play of the half. So it was able you were able to give up a big play like that because that was going to be the last play of the half. Dalton Drogosh had the one aforementioned interception for De La Salle and his older brother Brady, the quarterback for the Pilots, two rushing touchdowns already, a passing touchdown right at the end of the half. He has managed this game very well. Really can't say enough about his performance in the first 24. As I said in the beginning of the game, he's one of the best players in Michigan, and he's proven today why he is. And he's running the ball all over. And even when he's throwing the ball, he's still throwing the ball pretty consistently, even though he doesn't have to throw the ball because their offense and their rushing game has been so dominant today. What about on the other side for St. Mary's? Their offense has been surprisingly good. I think Braden Ledden had a decent half in that first half. The one bad decision instead of just eating the sack, throwing the ball up for Drogosh to intercept. But a couple nice throws, a couple that were behind some receivers, but a couple good runs for St. Mary's as well. It's really just their defense that is struggling to keep up with De La Salle. But there's stuff to like that you see on the offensive side of the ball. Definitely. And I think one big thing that they have to do is just, like I said, consistent plays. They have to get consistent runs or consistent throws because they're just – 
inconsistent right now. As you said, they've had some big plays, and they can't keep going back to the same run that they've been doing because it's obvious those DNs and those linebackers are waiting for that outside run. And defensively for the Eagles, like we talked about, it's just hard to keep up with this De La Salle team. What is so difficult about this Pilots offense? I mean, they can run for power with Rozier and Drogosh. Those guys don't come down, like you mentioned, at first contact. And they've got speed with their receivers on the outside. They've used the jet sweep with Aaron White and Sharon Sutton. We saw Tristan Nichols leap up and catch a ball for a touchdown at the end of the half. It, it do very few things wrong. There are very few holes in this Pilots offense. 1,000%. And they've just been dominant from the jump of the game. Honestly, their first drive going down and scoring. And one thing the St. Mary's needs to do is they need to stop this run. They need to make sure that that RPO cannot be the big play because that's where most of their big plays are coming from. It's the RPO where Brady is able to get the defensive line to shift and once you can get the defensive line to shift, it's either going to go to that running back or Brady is going to be able to take it. So as you mentioned, you played in high school. And back in your days, when you were either up or down big at the half, what were those conversations like in the locker room? What are those teams going through right now? One big thing you always have to say is don't keep your head down because the more you look down and the more you get down on this score because it's easy to think, oh, we've lost the game. We're down 42-14 to 14 going into the half against one of the best teams. But – one of the big things you can't look at is one of the best teams. We are one of the best teams also, no matter if you are or you're not. You always have to have confidence. And that's one thing that the coach has to tell them at halftime, especially going against a team like De La Salle, is we have to keep our confidence. 42-14, to 14, the Pilots lead the Eagles of St. Mary's. You're listening to the Halftime Show on the Patriot on the Catholic High School League Game of the, Be- Game of the Week. We'll be back with more after this. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Get the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. At the Student Connection, we always have believed that every child learns differently. Our professional tutors discover how best to connect with each student and then develop a program to meet the student's individual needs. We offer one-on-one tutoring in all subjects, including high-level math and foreign language. We have one of the best test programs in the area. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. Call 248-326-6034 or visit thestudentconnect.com. That's thestudentconnect.com. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Wayne State Hall of Famer Josh Rennell this Saturday for Wayne State football versus Grand Valley State right here on the Patriot. Pre-game show against the Arch Rivals start at 5.30 p.m. from Tom Adams Field. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on the Patriot.
The Halftime Show continues next. Dennis Prager explains what America is. We have to create an alternate America true to American values before it's ruined. America is not an ethnicity. America is an idea. If those ideas disappear, there is no America as we know it. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Scholar-Athlete Award is back for year number 34, and a former Marquette skier credits sports with learning lifelong skills. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. Applications are now being accepted for the MHSAA Scholar-Athlete Award presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. 32 student-athletes will eventually be selected to receive $2,000 college scholarships. This is the 34th year of working with Farm Bureau on these awards. Since the 1988-89 school year, Farm Bureau has handed out nearly $1 million in scholarships for the Scholar-Athlete Award. Everything you need to apply can be found online at MHSAA.com, and the application deadline is Friday, December 2nd. Winners will be announced in February and honored during the boys' basketball finals at the Breslin Center in East Lansing in March. Seniors with an unrounded 3.5 or better grade point average who have earned at least one varsity letter in an MHSAA-sponsored sport are eligible to apply. Game balls this week go to... Michigan Center's Noah Wisniewski. He scored the lone goal in a 1-0 win over Brooklyn Columbia Central. The win was Michigan Center's third of the season. Celine swimmer Angela Santa. The junior won two individual events, the 100 and 200-yard freestyles, and was a part of two relay wins at the SEC Red Meet. And to East Lansing sophomore Jace Clarizio. He scored the go-ahead touchdown and had a game-sealing interception in a 36-30 win over DeWitt. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mistudentaid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Sam Davis. One of the biggest complaints people make about professional soccer is never knowing how much time is really left in the game. Clock counts up from zero, and the referee can add time at their discretion. But that's not the case in high school soccer. To start with, halves are 40 minutes, not 45. The clock starts at 40 and counts down. And when players are injured and the ball is not in play, the clock will stop. And then restart when action is ready to continue. In the last five minutes of the game, the clock stops for substitutions by the leading team. So a coach can't stall by sending in a new player. When the clock hits zero and the buzzer sounds, the game is over. There's no guessing how much added time there is. The end of the game is the end of the game. Thanks, Sam. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you are interested, go to the MHSAA website now to register. On June 23, 1972, Title IX was signed into law. 
In the 50 years since, millions of girls have participated in an MHSAA-sponsored sport, and that number continues to grow every year. We've celebrated their numerous contributions and achievements in a variety of ways the past year and will continue to do so leading up to the 25th Annual Women in Sports Leadership Conference in October. Today, we highlight Maddie Stern. Stern graduated from Marquette, where she is the latest in a long line of ski greats. She captured an individual title in the 2022 Division I Giant Slalom and finished eighth in the slalom. During her four years at Marquette, the Redettes won two team state titles and had a runner-up finish. We can't forget about the times of struggle and pain when a run doesn't go as planned due to a fall or other circumstance. But learn to overcome these struggles and hardships, to learn and fix our mistakes to become a better skier. Using the skills I've learned as a skier with determination, grit, and passion, I can apply them to my day-to-day life as we begin to navigate college. So to me, competing as a female athlete isn't just about being a ski racer. It's about learning life skills that will help me on and off the ski hill. For more information on the WISL Conference or for previous Title IX at 50 Spotlights, please check out MHSAA.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thank you for joining us. I'm John Ross, and we'll see you next week. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Get the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. Hugh Hewitt says illegal immigration is everyone's problem. That's what this is all about. Governor Abbott in Chicago sending uh, immigrants on buses. Governor DeSantis in Florida sending immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. It's just putting a line under it that the border is open and it's everybody's problem and it's Joe Biden's problem. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. The Halftime Show continues next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Welcome back to the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth here on the halftime show between De La Salle and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. The Pilots up 42-14 to 14 after the break. Kadarius Flowers, Brennan Shabath bringing you the call. Kadarius, let's take a look at some of the scores around the state going on right now. We highlighted some of the games to watch tonight. The big one on the public school side, Dakota and Chippewa Valley. That is into the fourth quarter, Dakota leads 14-7 to as they scored on the first play of the fourth quarter. That's a big game and a big lead for Dakota right there. Definitely, and they both play in the same conference, which is Mac Red, and that's going to be a really big emphasis to win this game because they're both in a Mac Red. East Lansing and Grand Blank out there in mid-Michigan tied 14-14 to about midway through the second quarter there in the Catholic League, Detroit Catholic Central and Brother Rice are going at it, and CC is up 14-7 to at half there. That game means a lot for both of those schools to get off on the right foot in the Catholic League play. Obviously, Brother Rice did with their win over De La Salle, and that would kind of be another upset if they could keep it close and beat CC. And it's really big that De La Salle is starting off 0-for-1 in the league. We saw Rochester Adams is up 14-7 to over West Bloomfield. That one at halftime now. That's another big game. West Bloomfield a favorite to not only compete but win the state championship this year. It seems like them and Belleville are the two uh, odds-on favorites at the moment right now, and they got to get past Rochester Adams first, West Bloomfield. They have one of the best receivers in Michigan this year he is electric he's been going off especially for the first four weeks of the season and i believe he's committed to michigan a lot of uh west bloomfield products head that way to wear the uh the maize and blue in ann arbor with uh their connection that they have donovan edwards for the wolverines is a good uh factor on their offense right now that michigan team they look like a, a national championship contender through the first couple games right now Definitely. I've seen some people saying J.J. McCarthy should win the Heisman so far. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out collegiately. We'll see how the rest of tonight plays out. It's 42-14, to 14, a 28-point lead for De La Salle. We want to remind our listeners that if it gets to 35 and De La Salle does get the ball first to start the second half, it will be a running clock. And then any time it's above 35, the lead, uh, it'll be a running clock. Um, what do you expect for De La Salle to try to get that lead up to 35 uh, here in their first drive? I don't think they need to change up anything. Honestly, they need to come out. They need to run the ball as well as they were in the first half. They've had a lot of slick handoffs to running backs, and they've had some slick handoffs to receivers. So they need to just come out, do the same thing they've been doing the entire game, and that's run the ball, and pound that it, clock. And I think it's been pretty impressive the variety of, that they've used. I think we often see it in games that get away and can be a blowout, kind of like this one was through at least the first half. We see teams stick to one thing, and that's the only thing that works. But we've, you know, we've said it. It's been five or six different guys on the offensive side for De La Salle that have made big contributions and scored tonight. Even when Rozier went out, the backup running back came in, and he was getting 
probably about five yards a carry. So that tells you, like, it really doesn't matter who's carrying a ball for De La Salle right now. Chauncey Shaw, the backup running back, had a nice drive to end the first half before Tristan Nichols was able to go up and catch a jump ball and score for De La Salle. 42 to 14, our score. We'll be back with a second half kick after the break. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. With SRN Sports, I'm Andrew Stewart. In the world of sports, the Philadelphia Phillies pushed the Atlanta Braves one and a half games behind the NL East-leading New York Mets in baseball. Suarez got the better part of Braves counterpart Max Fried in Philadelphia's one nothing win over Atlanta. Suarez allowed just five hits while striking out four and picking up the win that improved this record to ten and five. Fried allowed the game's only run in the bottom of the second on a sacrifice fly by Matt Verley. Fried took the loss that dropped this mark to thirteen and seven. Jose Alvarado picked up the save for the Phils, who moved within a half game of the Padres for the second National League wild card spot. Michael Luongo, Philadelphia. Other National League winners, San Francisco, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers. This is SRN Sports. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Stay tuned after tonight's game for the Drive Home Show. Dennis Prager here, and the real estate market is hot right now. People are taking advantage of low interest rates and economic uncertainty by investing in real assets. Whether you're a first-time buyer or just looking to make a change, the key to getting the property you want is being pre-qualified with cash in hand. That's why you should contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. They are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Andrew and Todd are mortgage bankers. Bankers, not brokers, so their team takes care of you personally from start to finish. In fact, you'll probably speak with either Andrew or Todd directly. Go online and fill out a few simple questions, and they can usually assess your situation right over the phone. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172, andrewandtodd.com, or 888-888-1172, 1172 the second half of the CHSL Game of the Week starts now. Welcome back to the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. I'm Brendan Shabbat. Joining alongside me is Kadarius Flowers here on the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. It's 42-14, De La Salle over Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Just about ready for the second half kickoff. Kadarius, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought De La Salle kicked to start this game. They'll kick yeah, off thought... here in the second half. We both thought the Pilots were going to have the ball out of the break. The De La Salle kicking unit is out there and ready to boot it away to St. Mary's. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought they were definitely going to get the ball first. And if they would have got the ball first and went down and scored, that would have been really big because that clock would have kept ticking. So it looks like it will be Cody Cummins who boots it deep. It's caught at the goal line and running it back will be Antoine Thomas up the right side into the sideline, hit hard across the 20. I think they'll mark him at the 23 
That's where Orchard Lake will start this second half. That was Chauncey Shaw right there on the tackle, the running back slash linebacker. That was a, a pretty big collision on both sides. Thomas tried to run right through Chauncey Shaw, and he wasn't going to let it happen. So now the quarterback, Braden Ledden, leads the offense out. Two receivers on the near sideline, two on the far sideline. It's Armin Rollins in the backfield. He gets the handoff right up the middle on the dive, gets met at the line, tried to bump it to the outside, but was brought down for no gain. And you see the first person that was there on the opposite side was Mason Moragan, and this is why you don't want to run to his side. He was able to stop that there, and as he was flushing out to the other side, he now has his other teammates to help him with that tackle. I think Moragan might have even been in on that tackle as well after the initial contact. Same formation now for Ledin. Hands off again up the middle. A couple jukes. A nice run for a first down. That time it was Chris Coates who has had a couple nice runs as the backup running back. Kind of a, a mix of speed versus power between Coates and Rollins. On that play, Griffin Phillips was on that tackle. But he has to make sure that he does not try to arm tackle because if he would have missed that tackle, that was a lot of green grass. Three to the right, one to the left. They fake the handoff to Coach Ledden. His men in the backfield, and he's brought down for a sack. Thought about throwing it. That resulted in an interception last time, and none other than Mason Moragan was able to get home. Who's had a very quiet game because they've been going away from him. But you see right there, you cannot keep a great player away from what he does the best. That's the first sack tonight for Moragan. He's on the right side of that defensive line right now. Same formation on second and 15. Flushed out of the pocket and brought down again is Braden Ledden this time. It was James McDonald who's had a really good night on that defensive line. Now third and very long for Orchard Lake. And this is when the defensive line, after two sacks, now you really have to pin your airs back. This is what they call money down. So defensive linemen go get the quarterback, and let's get the ball back to your offense. Third and 24, the line to gain is the Orchard Lake 44. They're back at the 21. They're going to throw it deep to the right side of the sideline, incomplete. There was some contact, no flag on the play. That was Jamari Allen in coverage, broken up, and St. Mary's will have to punt. And one thing that I noticed on that was Mason Moragan. He just went with a straight bull rush, and he was really about to get to that quarterback. He let it go. Maybe a second, a half a second before he threw that ball. So now Sutton stands back at his own 41, awaiting the punt. It's a low little twirler. Sutton will field it on a couple bounces, did touch it, loses it, and is met. Spins away from a tackler, now trying to find a couple blocks up the right side. Finally runs into some St. Mary's defenders. A return of about six. A late two flags come in near the piles. I don't even. They spot the ball at the 48. I don't even know what those penalties would be for. Maybe that's a unnecessary roughness, personal foul maybe. The penalties have leaned De La Salle's way. This one goes against Orchard Lake. That will give De La Salle the football in Eagles territory to start this drive. St. Mary's 
has to play good defense, and especially on this drive because, as we know, that clock starts ticking when it's 35 points, and they do not want that right now. So it's a 15-yard penalty on Orchard Lake. First and 10 from the St. Mary's 37. Drogosh with three receivers to his right, one on the near side in the slot. Rozier back in the backfield, designed run to the left side. Drogosh has a convoy, runs through a couple blockers and is brought down after a gain of four. He had many blockers downfield. Instead, it's just a short run. I want to give a shout-out to Caden uh, Campbell. He came down right on that short motion. He was able to kick out that defensive end, and that's really what got to the outside because that would have been a blown-up play without him. Second and seven, 9-15 to play here in the third quarter, 42-14, De La Salle. No points on either side yet here in the second half. Three receivers right, one to the left, ball on the left hash, shotgun for Drogosh. Takes a snap, hands off to Rozier up the middle, through a couple blocks, stiff arms the defender. Get off me, he says, to the right side. He goes across the 20 and runs out of bounds. Rhett Rozier, power on power, moves the chains, and De La Salle is in the red zone. Like you said right there, what a powerful stiff arm. He was able to get that stiff arm there and then continue outside and gain maybe another 9, 10 yards. Ball spotted at the 17 First and 10, under nine to play. This offense has been amazing today with the way that they're able to use this RPO to their strength. Drogosh sends a man in motion, takes the snap. It's a little bit high, does hand off to Rozier up the middle, runs through one defender, fell forward for a gain of maybe five. Once again, Caden Campbell comes on the short motion and just completely kicks that linebacker all the way out of the play. He pushed him five yards off the ball, and it wasn't even the positive way. It was the negative way on the other side. Antoine Thomas on the last tackle. Two receivers left, one to the right. Drogosh with Rozier. Second and five. Looks to throw, throwing left, sails over the head of Tristan Nichols, maybe a bit of miscommunication. Drogosh threw it towards the back corner of the end zone. Nichols was on a slant to the middle. Incomplete brings up third down. That was pretty good coverage also. He was stride for stride with that receiver on that slant route. Third and five from the 13. Same formation as last time. Drogosh awaits the snap. Now we'll fake the hard count and go get the signals from the sideline. Nobody moves in the formation. Drogosh is ready. St. Mary's seven in the box. Drogosh a couple steps back, looks left. It's a screen pass that's caught by Nichols. couple jukes. He won't get the first down. Nice defensive play by Antoine Thomas on both sides of the ball. He has had a good night. And I think De La Salle will go for it here on fourth. They were really able to stop that screen pass. As soon as he came inside, he had a bunch of red helmets waiting to tackle him. Fourth and four. De La Salle loads up the right side. The ball just inside the left hash. Only one receiver split out left. Drogosh in the shotgun. St. Mary's showing blitz. 
They load the box with eight. Now it's two receivers on each side. As Drogosh sent Caden Campbell in motion, Rozier moves over to the right. Drogosh takes the snap and a whistle just as the ball was snapped. A false start on De La Salle. I think that was on one of the receivers. Looks like it might have been James Wallace on the outside. will back up the pilots on fourth down. They're leaving the offense out there here on fourth and nine. They're still going to go for it deep in Orchard Lake territory. And I think it's because they can afford to because, as you see, where the ball is placed, if they get the ball back, they have to travel a very far way to go and score. Looks like that was actually Jack Janicic on the false start. He's on the split out wide on the far sideline. Drogosh takes the snap, looking that way to the right. He's flushed out of the pocket, has to scramble, now backing up. Finally gets rid of it, just lofted up and incomplete. Really close interception chance for Cole Olston, but that's a turnover on downs for De La Salle. I'm very surprised they didn't throw, and now they did. They have thrown the flag. They say roughing the passer. Boy, that flag was thrown 15 seconds after that play was completed in the backfield, right in the area where Drogosh was. Oh, they say intentional grounding on Drogosh. So it gives Orchard Lake a little bit more room to breathe. A lot more room to breathe. They were probably about on the 15. They got all the way all up to the 35. That's a big cushion right there. Now first and 10. Ledden in the shotgun. He has two receivers to his right, one to his left. John Doe, the tight end on the left side. Rollins, the back on the right. Gives it to Rollins, runs up the left side, through a block, and down at the 40. Making that tackle was James McDonald. That's a name that you've been saying a lot tonight. He probably has at least seven, eight tackles right now. And that big sack on the last drive. McDonald, the senior linebacker, one of the captains of this defense. Six in the box for De La Salle, letting in the shotgun, looking left. Alone in coverage is Antoine Thomas. He makes the grab. It's complete for a first down across the 45 to the 47. That play proves why they haven't been running the ball to Mason Moragan's side. He was able to get off of his block fairly quickly off of that play action, and he was able to hit that running back almost seemingly as he got the fake handoff. Ledden takes the snap, hands off left to Coates, running up the right side, gain of four, and will be stopped right at midfield for second down. 5.47 to go here in the third quarter. Nobody scored still yet here in the second half. It's 42-14, De La Salle. Coates will come off, and Cole Olston is now the back. Ledden fakes the handoff to Olston, looking for Thomas, incomplete. I think he wanted a flag. He's been having good coverage for the entire day. He's allowed that one big throw the entire game. He's been on his A game. 
That's number 29, Isaiah Jones. He has been a complete lockup corner, and he's been on an island today. Same formation again. Coach the back, fake the handoff, let in looking right, throws over the middle. It's tipped and incomplete. Able to get his hand on it was Kandaki Sherman Jr., but there was nobody behind him to complete the interception. That'll make it fourth and seven from midfield. And Orchard Lake looks like they're going to elect to go for this. Remember I asked the last time who went for it on fourth down, was it smart? So let's hope that this is going to be one of those moments for us right here. They were able to score on the last fourth down conversion. Ledden looking right, throws over the middle. That's too far intended for Ryan Mooney, turnover on downs. That is now a back-to-back turnover on downs from both teams. So De La Salle again gets it in good field position right at the 50. First and 10. Clock stopped at 5.18 here in quarter number three. Drogosh has two receivers to his right, one to his left. Rozier the back again. Haven't seen Chauncey Shaw, the backup, who had a good second quarter. Haven't seen him here in the third yet. It's a handoff to Rozier. Bounces out to the left side. Has some green grass. Running through a couple defenders across the first down line. Big hit at the end as Rozier was tangled up and spinning away. That's a gain of 12 in a first down, though. Once again, that play was made by one person, Junior Caden Campbell. Every single time he's one of the lead blockers, he's pushing out that defensive end or whoever that linebacker is. He's making sure that he is not touching those running backs and that quarterback. He has been on his A game today, and his blocking has been absurd. Three to the right, one to the left for Drogosh in the gun. He sends one in motion to the left side. It's a handoff to Rozier. On the right side, trying to bounce it outside. Now cuts it back up the middle. He's met. A flag comes in. I think that's going to be a face mask on Cole Olston. You can see that one from all the way up here. This might be more than a measly gain of eight for Rhett Rozier and De La Salle. Like I said in the beginning of the game, this is a running back, especially in the late in the late parts of the game. You don't want to keep tackling this quarterback. Uh, uh, this running back, I'm sorry. This running back is a pretty big running back, and as the game goes on and your defense wears down and your defense, especially with them not running a huddle-given offense, they're going from the line every single time. That was a face mask. We'll move the ball all the way up to the 15 for De La Salle inside the red zone, 420 to go, first and 10. 28-point lead for De La Salle. A running clock comes at 35, and they're knocking on the door. Two receivers left, one to the right. Rozier to Drogosh is right. Haven't seen any other formation than shotgun for De La Salle tonight. This one's a play action and incomplete as Drogosh was immediately flushed by Anthony Kiafalis. And they're very lucky because Caden Campbell was very open right off of his motion to the right side. He was very open. A 
under four to play here in the third quarter. It's been a quick one. We've had a couple of turnovers on downs on both sides. Needless out looking to get the first points in this second half. Design run for Drogosh. Dances out to the right side. Now inside the 10, inside the five for the pylon. He stopped just short inside the two. It's enough for a first down, and De La Salle is up on the goal line again. Something I said earlier about Brady was he really is patient and waiting for his blocks. And on that run, it was the exact same thing. He was very patient. He was able to cut it back, get behind someone, and that's really what gained them yards because he was supposed to be stopped in the backfield almost as soon as that snap was in his hands. Another nice run for Drogosh makes it first and goal from the one is where they spotted him out of bounds on the near sideline. So ball on the right hash. Two receivers left, one to the right. Drogosh takes the snap, handoff up the middle and met in the backfield. A big hit. That's a loss of at least two. That was Victor Giller making the play. He brought down Colin DeHaunt, the backup running back, in now for De La Salle. I seen that one-on-one coverage on the outside, and I thought they were definitely going to go right to number 25, Tristan Nichols. DeHaunt, the senior, to Drogosh's right. One wide out to his right, two to his left, now sends one in motion. Drogosh has a convoy of blockers to the right side. He dives for the pylon, and that's a touchdown. Brady Drogosh's third tonight gives De La Salle 48 on the scoreboard with an extra point to come. A Siena Heights scoring drive, and it's time to, to discover what the Siena effect is all about. Once again, as you see, Who's getting out and blocking those skill positions? The guy who came right in motion, he faked it to him and was able to get right outside of him and go and score. Waiting on the extra point from Landon Reiska. Kick is up and through, and it's 49-14. De La Salle with a whopping 35-point lead here on the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. 3.07 to play. We'll be back with Orchard Lakes offense after this break. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Dennis Prager explains what America is. We have to create an alternate America, true to American values, before it's ruined. America is not an ethnicity. America is an idea. If those ideas disappear, there is no America as we know it. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Welcome back to the Catholic League Game of the Week. You're listening to WDTK Detroit, an Odyssey station up here in the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. Ready to boot it away is Cody Cummins. De La Salle with a 35-point lead now. He sends this one a low liner. Fielded 
in the end zone, so that will be a touchback for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Go to AllianceCatholic.com, open a new account, and you'll get $20. Just tell them you were listening to this broadcast, the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. It's just that simple. You can apply online or handle everything by the phone. They have also have 10 convenient branches to serve you. Find everything you need at AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Let in in the shotgun, two receivers on each side, Rollins to his left. Fakes the handoff to Rollins. A play action pass is broken up. Looked like it was almost intercepted by Griffin Phillips. It falls incomplete second and ten now. That's one of the players I said let's watch in the beginning of the game because he's all over the field. He's a safety. He's a linebacker. He's everywhere, and he has great coverage. He was able to see that ball, and he was able to attack that receiver, and he almost came away with the pick there. Same formation again. Ledden now hands off to Rollins, run up the left side, excuse me, that's Coates. He's met just beyond the line of scrimmage for a gain of two by a flurry of De La Salle defenders. The first defender there was Peyton Babbage. He was able to get there and be the first person to get to that running back as he was going for the outside zone. Coates will head off. Rollins checking back in. He's to the right with two receivers on each side. Ledden looks to throw, looking to the right side. Will throw that way towards the sideline just past the outstretched arms of Antoine Thomas. Again, that was Jamari Allen. The Central Michigan commit in coverage brings up fourth down, and Orchard Lake will punt it away yet again, 2-0-2 and counting here in the third. One thing I can say about Braden, he is not afraid to take shots. He's taken maybe about four or five shots down the field, and they have been over 10, 15-yard passes. Sutton back deep to return. And a flag comes in back near him. Our back judge says this one is on De La Salle. So it'll stay fourth down. It was fourth and nine. That makes it Fourth and four, and St. Mary's is still going to punt it. Low punt. Bounces at the 50. Sutton won't even go near it. That's where Armand Rollins will touch it, and De La Salle will take over. I was very surprised he didn't actually get that block punt, but Brady Pelgrim was right there at the punter as he was starting to punt it. Now with the running clock under a minute, we're heading towards the fourth quarter, 49-14. to De La Salle, they have the football. It now looks like the backup quarterback, Dylan Trondle, the junior, Will lead this offense. Two receivers to his right, one to the left. Chauncey Shaw, the backup running back, to the left of Trundle. In the shotgun, takes the snap, now looks back for a new signal. Barks it out at the offensive line. St. Mary's showing blitz. Seven in the box. It's a jet sweep to the left side. Met in the backfield, but 
getting able to spin away and back to the line of scrimmage was Eric Kristoff. One big thing for this quarterback, it's really good for him to get these reps, especially being that your starting quarterback is graduating this year. So for him to come in and be able to get these reps and be able to play quarterback in his junior season, is, is that's a great thing. So that ends our third quarter. It's 49-14. to De La Salle will have them with the ball in the fourth quarter after this break. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week on the Patriots. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Last month, an absolute landslide of you made the switch to Pure Talk. You were chained to overpriced unlimited plans from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, then finally decided to make the switch because you know that Pure Talk saves the average family, get this, it's the truth, over $800 a year without having to sacrifice coverage. So this is what I think you should do and do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Get unlimited talk, text, and six gigabytes of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. Experience why Pure Talk is the highest rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, why they're the preferred wireless partner of AMAC. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Chauncey Shaw over the break quickly with a 50-yard run on the first play in the fourth quarter through the left side after contact down the left sideline and was able to score it for a touchdown. It's 55-14. De La Salle leads it. One big person I want to point out on that run was Preston Toten. Number 71, he came right on that pool. He made sure that he got that first guy there. And he was literally just off to the races after that. Reiska's kick is good. Make it 56-14 to 14 now, 11.50 to go. Chauncey Shaw was already having a pretty good game as the backup in that first half behind Rhett Rozier. And he puts his name on the score sheet here with a 50-yard scamper on the ground for a score. Like I said earlier, I feel like it doesn't even matter who's carrying a ball right now because they're getting – for the game, they're probably getting around seven, six yards a carry because they've been running the ball all day, and it's been successful. That last scoring drive brought to you by Siena Heights University. It is time to discover what the Siena effect is all about. St. Mary's will get the ball back. It appears De La Salle will be leaning on their backups for the rest of this game. We'll see. How much longer St. Mary's keeps the starters in. Cummins getting ready to boot it deep.
This is a low liner fielded at the 5. Running it up the left side towards the 15. Stopping at the 16 and being brought down was Alton Marks. Tackle made by Gio Piccarelli. First and 10 from the 16 for Orchard Lake. I think St. Mary's is going to come out here and they need to put together a successful drive just for the confidence within the team. They need to come out and be able to put one successful drive together in the second half. Ledden in the shotgun. That's Coates to his left, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Fakes the handoff. Now throw with a little bit of room and a first down and a little bit more. That was Duke Coates, who already has a touchdown tonight. He had the 75-yard touchdown reception back in the first half. That moves the chains on the 15-yard play. First and 10 from the 30. That was a really nice play. I like the play action right to the out route, and that's what gets them the first down. Faking the handoff, Ledden flushed out of the pocket, gets rid of it, and was able to get it towards the sideline where nobody was there. Saved them from a sack, and it falls incomplete. I'll be honest. If that corner would have jumped to try to catch that ball, that might have been going back the other way. I think he just let it go right over his head, though. Only one interception tonight for Braden Ledden. Two passing touchdowns. This is a handoff to Coates up the left side. He's met just past the line of scrimmage for a gain of three, third and seven. Under 10 to play here in the fourth. The De La Salle defense, even the backup defenders, came in and they're really shutting this offense of St. Mary's down. Two receivers left, one to the right. Shotgun for Braden Ledden. Coates is the back with him on the right side. They load the left side of the line of scrimmage, fake the handoff. Now Ledden has to scramble, and he will be brought down for a sack. That De La Salle D-line was able to get the push that they needed. That's a loss of five, brings up fourth down, and St. Mary's will punt. Number six, Sherman Jr. was the first person there. He was the guy to get him to shake him off, and that's what made it possible for the other two or three defenders for De La Salle to come in and make that sack. James Wallace back to return for De La Salle. Punt coming from the 28. It's a decent one. It'll take a bounce just past the 50. St. Mary's will let it stop at the 40, and it'll be De La Salle ball on the other side of this break. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
Damian King the fourth, a freshman running back, runs forward for about three yards to bring up second and seven for De La Salle. And even though he was able to get three yards, that should have been maybe even a loss of yards. And he was able to chug his feet forward and get three yards on that. Trundle, the quarterback, one receiver on each side. He's got Dylan Perry with him in the backfield. Excuse me, Michael Perry, that is. Hand off to Perry on the left side. Gain of about five across the 45 to the 46 where he's brought down. It was Zane Wilson on the tackle. That was just a very simple play. Give it right to your running back and let him try to work out something. A bad snap. Trundle has to run away. Evades a couple defenders. Runs for a first down. That looked like it should have been a fumble or a sack. And instead... Check that that was Sante Gasparoni who was able to make the play and get the first down across the 50 into Orchard Lake territory. As a quarterback, that's a very scary play anytime that snap comes either low or high and he wasn't able to get to that snap and that was actually making something out of nothing. That was a lot of quick movement right there. Gasparoni in the gun. And this is another bad snap. He just has to fall on it this time. It was off to his left, as was the last one. On the first one, he's able to catch it. That time couldn't do so, and that's a loss of seven on the bad snap. As a quarterback right now, you just have to tell your center, all right, we have to relax, let's snap the ball, let's get the playoff right so we can gain some yards. Second and 18 back in their own territory from the 47. Gasparoni has two receivers to his right, one to his left. The back, Austin White, is to the left. They hand it off to White with a little bit of room on the right side, trying to get back to the original line of scrimmage. Couldn't do so. Was stopped two yards short of it. At the 47. As I say, playing behind the line of scrimmage, your playbook always will get smaller as you're playing behind the playbook. And it looks like there is an injured eaglet down on the field for Orchard Lake. While they tend to him, we will step aside. More Catholic High School League game of the week to come after this. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station.
Ready to go now. 5.05 left to play in this game. It's a 56-14 lead for De La Salle. Gasparoni in the shotgun with two receivers to his right and one to the left. Takes the snap, looks left, fires. That is bobbled and incomplete. Pass was intended for Dylan Ray. He tried to just get that right to his receiver on the same route that really Brady has been throwing a lot of good routes to. The receivers go up the field, come back down, right, sit right in the zone on a curl route and able to get the catch. But just on this one, they were a little non-successful. Makes it fourth and 12. The De La Salle offense will stay out there and try to convert this. Looks like St. Mary's thought they were going to punt. They do get back in the right defensive formation. Bit of a low snap bobbled. Gasparoni has to run to his left. He will get nowhere. Don't even think he got back to the line of scrimmage. A turnover on downs. It'll be St. Mary's ball. On that drive, there was four botched snaps. So the coach just has to talk to the center on the sideline and just tells him, like, you have to calm down. You have to just make sure that you're going to get that ball to the quarterback because quarterback – Needs to be able to do something. Cole Olston, who we've said a few times tonight in the wide receiver position, will take over the quarterback duties for the final four minutes of this game for Orchard Lake. He's in the shotgun with two receivers to his left and one to the right. It's Coates the back. It's a handoff to Coates up the middle. Gets a couple blocks for a gain of five down at the 45 of De La Salle. I really like how the offensive line was moving on that one for St. Mary's. They were really able to push that running back forward maybe another two, three yards. Olsten in the gun again. Again, a handoff to Coates. Bounces outside, gets a gain of five and maybe seven after the tackle. That will move the chains. And going back to what I said before this drive, this is exactly what I was talking about. They need to have a successful drive before this game is over just for confidence purposes. DJ White substitutes as the running back for Chris Coates, who has had a really impressive day. Now White does not get the handoff on the fake from Olsten, and he lost the ball. It's loose in the backfield. De La Salle falls on it. That's the second turnover of the night for St. Mary's. On the forced fumble, it's going back the other way with just over two minutes to play. Once that fumble is on the ground, you need to get to it ASAP. Once that fumble is on the ground, you need to get to it ASAP because once it starts to bounce, everybody on the field wants to get to that ball. So De La Salle takes over from their own 42. This is Dylan Trundle, the quarterback now. Minute 38 and counting. Two receivers right, one to the left. A back with him on the left side. Sends a man in motion. It's a jet sweep. Up the left side. Brought down at the 45. Was Deshaun Beal. That's a gain of three. Second and seven now. One thing I really like that Coach Dan Rohn has done 
he's put in multiple quarterbacks to get some playing time because he knows that this game is about to be over. And it's good and it's great for their confidence. Handoff to the right side with a little bit of room. Green grass now breaking a tackle is Austin White down the right sideline. He's pushed out of bounds in St. Mary's territory at the 30-yard line. I like how even though they're backups, all of these guys are coming in and they're still making big plays. Like that right there, any play that's over 10 yards is considered a big play, and that was a huge one right there. Austin White with a nice big run. 30 seconds left for the De La Salle backups to try to get a score. Score again at that. Trundle hands off up the middle, trying to break free. Looked like that was Michael Perry. He gets a gain of four. I think that will do it. It will as these two teams will meet at midfield. De La Salle victorious tonight on your Catholic High School League game of the week. 56-14 to over Orchard Lake St. Mary's. A fantastic game. In every facet for the Pilots, they pick up their fourth win on the year. Rebound after last week's loss moved to 4-1. and one. Stick around for the post-game show. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. If you own a business, this has been a bumpy ride from pandemic to inflation. I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and survived COVID, you're eligible to receive a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee. The challenge is getting your hands on it. Hi, I'm Howard Mackler, and that's why I founded GetRefunds.com to cut through the red tape and get you the money. Our tax attorneys are specialists in this little-known payroll tax refund program. We do all the work, charge not a dime up front, and simply share a percentage of the cash that we get for you. Businesses of all types qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that had increases in sales. Don't lose out on up to $26,000 per employee. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited period of time. The team at GetRefunds.com has already returned over a billion dollars to businesses, and we can help you too. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. That's GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. Fifty-six to fourteen, your final. Welcome back to the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. For myself, Brendan Shabbat, and Kadarius Flowers, will bring you the post-game recap from tonight's fifty-six to fourteen win for De La Salle and loss for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Kadarius, let's start with the visiting team and the losers tonight. Orchard Lake. We talked about it in the pregame. This is a first-year program, and with Jermaine Gonzalez taking the helm for Orchard Lake. I spoke to an assistant coach earlier who said he's been here for over a decade, and he said the coaching staff now is college level. This is some serious stuff, and he said we are going to be good next year. 
They just have to get through this first year, deal with some of the younger guys that they have, some of the injuries. We saw a little bit of all of that tonight. There's some bright sides on this football team, especially on the offensive side. They just don't match up with a team like De La Salle. Definitely, and one thing I think you said, like you keep saying, is they're young. So you have to understand, maybe they aren't going to be good this year, but since they're young, they're all going to grow together, and a synergy is going to come within all of these players getting older together. Braden Ledden had a pretty good day, two passing touchdowns, the only two touchdowns for Orchard Lake. He tried to keep them in it for the most part in that first quarter and a little bit towards the end of the first half, but ultimately that De La Salle defense, Mason Moragan and James McDonald had fantastic nights. They were too much on that front line. And James McDonald had a fantastic night. He had a sack and probably maybe around 10 tackles. He was all over the field today, and you kept saying his name. And now on the victor's side, De La Salle, the 56-14 win. It was the Drogosh brothers on both sides of the ball. Dalton Drogosh had one of just two turnovers that De La Salle forced tonight. He had an interception back in that first half. His older brother, Brady, the star of the night offensively, three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, didn't have to play the entirety of the fourth quarter because he uh, ballooned such a big lead for his team through the first three. We see why he's a three-star quarterback and committed to uh, the University of Cincinnati to play football there next year. This kid is legit. Definitely. Every game this year, he has been amazing. He's always the key guy, and that RPO is really what makes this offense go. But also along with that, I do want to shout out a position group that always does not get the love, and that's the offensive line. This offensive line today made holes wide enough for semi-trucks to go through. And another person I really want to shout out is Caden Campbell. He was going on a lot of little short motions, and he was picking up a lot of blocks. And honestly, he's one big reason that Brady and Rhett Rozier was able to get off to the games that they got off to. And you mentioned another name in Caden Campbell. There's a lot of names in this offense we could mention. Obviously, Sherryon Sutton had a big day. Rhett Rozier as well. A couple of the other wide receivers. Jack Janicek was good. Tristan Nichols had a touchdown. It was it was a team win, and I think the score reflects that for De La Salle. Definitely, and like I said, the off- I really have to give a lot of love to the offensive line because I feel like the offensive line doesn't always get the appreciation that they should. But when you look at all of these cutback lanes that they had, who was that because of this offensive line? And they were absolutely working today. They were the the dogs that they were supposed to be. 56-14 to 14 the final. Stick around for more postgame and some scores, some big scores and surprising ones from around the state after this. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Stay tuned after tonight's game for the Drive Home Show. A perfect storm is brewing, and if you've been putting off investing in gold and silver, now is the time. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. We're starting to see the many signs of rising inflation, unfortunately, I might add. Did you know that under the Jimmy Carter administration, when we saw 20% plus inflation, gold appreciated 770%. Things could get much worse under the Biden administration. Gold is one of the best inflation hedges there is. That's why so many people are investing in precious metals. I'm one of them. But you need to be careful with whom you invest. That's why I recommend AmFed Coin 
Bitcoin and Bullion, Nick Grovich, AmFed's owner, and his experienced team will always treat you with respect and provide you with honest, sound advice. That is so true. That's why I personally endorse him. No pressure sales or selling you something that's not in your best interest. Protect yourself from the storm. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. That's 800-221-7694 or AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. The CHSL Game of the Week post-game show continues next. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Wayne State Hall of Famer Josh Rennell this Saturday for Wayne State football versus Grand Valley State right here on the Patriot. Pre-game show against the arch rivals start at 5.30 p.m. from Tom Adams Field. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on the Patriot. Back here at Wayne State, closing out this broadcast, De La Salle defeats Orchard Lake St. Mary's on the Catholic High School League Game of the Week, 56-14. to It was a big night around the rest of the state in high school football and some big scores. The surprise that we talked about, Kadarius, Rochester Adams was beating West Bloomfield when we last checked in. They're now blowing them out. That's 35-10 to late in that game. The big game between Dakota and Chippewa Valley ends in favor of Dakota, 28-17. to A big win for that program. How about Brighton and Northville? With 30 seconds left, down by three points, Northville went for a field goal. It's blocked by the Brighton Bulldogs. They win that game by a hair, 17-14. to And then the big game in the Catholic League is still going on. The Shamrocks and the Warriors, Catholic Central and Brother Rice. That one is 14-13 to right now in favor of CC in the third quarter there. What a big night in, in high school football in the state of Michigan. Definitely. And I think one big thing you said was the Catholic League game. CC, that's a big game, especially the fact that it's so close. And being in league, that's a huge game. And as you see, De La Salle today, they won their big game. And now they're 1-1 one and one in the league. De La Salle wins 56-14 to over Orchard Lake St. Mary's. We thank you so much for joining us here on the Patriot. We want to thank Wayne State for letting us take their facilities and broadcast this game tonight. Thank you to Brian Bolesky and Luke Hammett, our engineers here in the the uh, stadium and back in the Alliance Catholic Credit Union studios for my partner Kadarius Flowers. I'm Brendan Shabath. Here comes the Drive Home Show with Carl Ruff and Jim Friedel. Thank you for listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. This broadcast is made possible by Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and the Student Connection. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. At the Student Connection, we always have believed that every child learns differently. Our professional tutors discover how best to connect with each student and then develop. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.